Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. down to the NFL's final four. We got coaches hired, almost hired and fired in multiple sports this week as we welcome you in to the Lombardi line presented as always by DraftKings but most importantly, a guest host to the stars, Will Hill, filling in for Michael today. How are you, Will? What is going on? Excited. It should be a fun two hours down to the final four in football. We got some basketball news, so I'm excited. Yeah, I got so much to cover. And, and before we get into everything, though, let's let's tell people what you've been up to lately. I know you've got a new podcast out. How many days a week are you doing this thing? Like, let the people know what they need to know. Uh, so far, it's just Monday and Friday. So twice a week, it's called Shoulda Bet More. Three words, should is a one word, something we've all said Love before. That. So had some good guests. It's been a lot of fun, fun to be doing it again. Got to have you on. I know I got to talk to your agent, your PR team. Got a lot of red tape when it comes to you, but I'd love to have you on. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Well, I've been hitting so many same game teasers that, you know, it's just uh, give the people what they want type of a thing. Uh, but hey, you said Are you it- banned from the books yet? Are you allowed in that casino? Do you have to co- like put on a little beard, a fake mustache or something? I'm surprised they're still t- Taking your actions. How did you know? Yes. And Stormy is one of those names that could go male or female. So it, yeah, it works out. We just put on the mustache, put on the hat, the cloak, all the things we're ready to go. No, um, it, it has been fun though. We've been on a good run. I know a lot of people don't like teasing totals, but it's a lifestyle choice and I'm just going to keep going with it until the well runs dry. But you I mentioned thought about you the ahead. other day because did you hit that total, which I am against? I'm, I'm with the other people. Like I don't like to police people's bets, but it's, it's long-term. I don't know that's the best strategy, but I thought about you the other day because was it 50? 51 and a half with the teaser on the Chiefs bills. I got 52, but yes, it was a sweat. Oh, and thank God for wide right. So I know, I know Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yep. I know Bills fans probably like wide right are the most hated words that they've ever heard in their entire lives. And I was 
Wait, you're, you're, you're telling me there's a chance I was Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber in that moment. And it was a beautiful thing for me. But but let's get into some of the news, because like you mentioned, yes, uh, the NBA top of mind today after Adrian Griffin was let go from the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday after just 43 games. It was first reported by CNN Sports yesterday, confirmed by all the insiders today that Doc Rivers has accepted an offer to replace him. What do you think? Oh, this is strange. I mean, it, there's pretty unprecedented for a team to, to fire a coach at 30 and 13. I know mm-hmm. Black got fired with a good record right around this time of year. Uh, I did. I texted a few people like that have sources. and I say, hey, what's going on? What happened? And the feedback I got was it was bad with Griffin, like really bad, like in over his head. Wasn't really qualified for the job. So you have to think about it. If they're 30 and 13 and they're firing their coach, there has to be a reason. I know people be like, oh, you're 30 and 13. You can't fire them. If they were doing it with a pretty good record, there had to be uh, some sort of reason. I guess that there was. And I mean, there's another obvious thing here where it's like you have Dame, you have Giannis. Chances are they're not doing this move without their blessing, without their urging. So. Uh, I, I heard that Giannis pushed for him to get the job and it just, mm. it wasn't working out. So when you have superstars, I mean, you're not going to make a kind of move like this without their blessing. So doc takes over. He was uh, in media on our side of the game here doing, you know, TV and podcasts for not that long. And he slides right back in. He'll be either coaching against Philly, coaching against Boston, some of his old stomping ground. So interesting move. I was surprised, but it, it happened pretty quickly. Here's the other thing too. You don't fire your coach in the middle of the season without having a replacement. It's not like, all right, we're going to fire him. And then we'll, you know, spend a little time here to figure out who we're going to hire. <laughs> you figure they fired him with, with a, a candidate in mind. And if you notice, they didn't have, have a press conference yesterday they had one scheduled for i think 6 p.m eastern today so i think this was a you know something they had where all right we're going to fire him and we have his replacement intact this wasn't a coaching search so i was surprised by um, i'm not sure if you have any you know different feelings other than wow 30 and 13 and they fired this guy first year in yeah you're tied for the second best record in the nba third on the odds board to win the nba title this year and you make a change but to your point about them probably having this in place there was a report earlier from the athletic that during the nba in season tournament that you know he was somebody that was brought on to give some advice to adrian griffin and now obviously we we see the change be made and jvt uh, our nba insider and like betting analyst here at vison he was writing in his daily article earlier today that for people that are watching these games day in and day out like Giannis was very openly insubordinate to griffin on the sidelines you look at the issues that they've had on defense ranked 22nd in the league in defensive efficiency after ranking fourth last season they're giving up six more points per 100 possessions so certainly something needed to change it's unfortunate that you know dame hasn't fit as seamlessly into things the way that they had planned but you just saw the odds board up on your screen plus 475 the price for them to to be the NBA champs this year behind only the Celtics and Nuggets and for Doc the reason that I thought it was I guess a little bit weird is like obviously he does have a title with the Celtics but when it comes to his most recent history with the 76ers they they couldn't get where they wanted to be they couldn't get over the hump so that's the interesting part to me I guess had some meltdowns with the Clippers too. I mean, they're up three, one in the bubble in a series. They're a monster favorite. They had huge leads in all those games. Yeah. It's not like, Hey, we want to get over the finish line here. Doc rivers. That's not the first guy that pops in your head, but I I guess he's got the experience. Uh, A couple other things, 30 and 13, great record, but they have played, I think the softest schedule in the league by, by a lot of the uh, metrics. They've had a really, really easy schedule. So here's the other thing too. Like Giannis, this is like, they fired Budenholzer last spring. You you figure they're not going to fire him without Giannis's blessing. 
interesting. This is twice in six months. So I know Giannis is a guy people like, you know, he's kind of lovable. He, he seems like he's got a good personality. I wonder if people, he's got a high approval rating. I wonder if this starts to turn on him where it's like, Hey dude, this is, this is two guys in six months now and you got some blood on your hands. Just interesting. Yeah. That's why, again, that's why I don't think players should be GMs while they're active in the league still. Right. <laughs> like it's, right. it's not your job for a reason. Your job is on the court and to be a good member of the community. They are in action today. Uh, seven lane, seven points against the Cleveland Cavaliers at home total 236 and a half. So I wonder if they get maybe that no head coach bump. We see that in a lot of sports where they come out firing that first game. What do you think about tonight? It's usually the team that's struggling that's firing their coach, which makes sense. It's not a lot of teams. Hey, they're playing pretty well. Like usually, all right, they're playing poorly. They fire the coach. We saw that with the Chargers with Staley. Like they have that embarrassing performance. They fire the guy and they come out. They play well again. So I think it was the Bills the following week and cover and they, they get a little bump. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're playing. Okay. It's not like they're okay. They're not reaching They're They're not meeting their expectations, but they're still playing pretty well. So I don't know if you get that new coach bump and I would imagine doc rivers is not coaching the game tonight. I'm, I don't know if that's been reported yet. It's going to be prunty the interim. So I don't know. This is a very unprecedented situation. It's not a game I bet. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I will, but at least going back to JVT's best bet article, he did feel comfortable laying the six and a half or okay. better, depending on what the number is. So food for thought, because you mentioned the chargers, let's go there because Jim Harbaugh, we keep on hearing it's a matter of time in striking distance to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. He reportedly spent yesterday in the building in L.A. in person for that second interview. He does still have a second interview scheduled for the Atlanta Falcons later on this week. We'll see if he gets there. Also has an offer on the table from the Michigan Wolverines to come back and become the highest paid head coach in all of college football. So still yet to be seen. I'm just surprised that like, shouldn't this be a done deal by now? I know it's obvious from the Charger standpoint, but in my brain, I'm just like, give the guy what he wants and let's get this announced. Totally with you. It was uh, assumed. It was seemed like a foregone conclusion when they played Washington for the title uh, that he was going to yeah. win the game, lose the game. And especially if he won the game, that was that he was going to go to the Chargers, especially, you know, if you win, you hold up the trophy and boom, he'd be the Chargers coach in a few days. That game was on January 8th. It is January 24th. Mm-hmm. So we're 16 days later, interview, second interview. I, I'm with you. I don't know what take what's taking so long. I, my guess is he ultimately ends up there still. Uh, it just doesn't seem like he's going back to school again. We don't know. He almost left for, for the Vikings a couple years ago. It seemed like he was uh, on his way to coach the Vikings. And then it was like, boom, I'm coming back to Michigan and I'm, I'm here for life. It's some, something like that in terms of the quote. So I don't know. I, I assume he ends up with the chargers. Um, like I'm looking at minus 300 on the betting board. The odds certainly suggest that it is curious how it's, it's being held up for so long. I heard Michael Lombardi, the, the regular host of the show. I think it was on Monday on follow the money saying there is another coach in, and he didn't give a name, but he said there's another veteran proven coach in the mix for the charges and it's not necessarily Harbaugh. So I don't know. I mean, you put two and two together. He didn't tell me who it was. He didn't say who it was. Would, would, would the chargers be considering Belichick and is it a back and forth be trying between like, Hey, the owner wants to hire this guy. The GM wants to hire somebody else. I don't know, but it, it is strange that it's, it hasn't been done yet. Yeah. It's been a, a long song and dance. I think that it w- felt like a foregone conclusion. And now all we have is this conjecture and all of these words of in striking distance and right. so close. And um, I'm, I'm personally hoping I love when we get breaking news on this show Would love for that news to come through while we're on the program over the course of the next few hours. I don't know. I just feel like for the chargers, 
that's the guy you need to get. And especially when you do have the quarterback talent that you have in Justin Herbert, we know the success that that Jim Harbaugh has had with quarterbacks. We know the success that he's had at every stop that he's had, whether it's San Diego, Stanford, the San Francisco 49ers, now at Michigan, like wherever he goes, winning follows. And for a quarterback in Justin Herbert, who has the stats and the numbers and the yards and XYZ, he doesn't have the winning pedigree and the playoff winning pedigree. And so I think that's where a guy like Jim is going to be great. I, I know he's a little bit of an odd bird. He doesn't like yep. nervous birds. He doesn't eat chicken. Um, but but like, you know what you're getting with him, I think. So I don't know. I would true? like he to see his chicken. Yeah, he, he tells everybody. It was like a big story at Michigan this year that he was telling everybody, like, we need to get chicken out of the lunchrooms. It's a nervous bird. Like, don't do it. You, you said it perfectly. He's an odd guy, but, but the other thing he said, he wins everywhere. Yeah. If you get him, you know you're going to win. Yeah, no question there. And uh, while we're on the Chargers as well, former Chargers GM is, Tom Telesco is now with the Vegas Raiders, which uh, I saw one of my friends who works for NFL Network tweet. They pulled the Uno reverse in the AFC West, getting him, especially after he was fired after the Raiders beat them in the way that they did. Is that an Uno reverse or is that like the skip your turn button? Uno is a great game, by the way. I dominate my kids at Uno. I show no mercy. But yeah, it's it, the question now is who does he do, what does he do for quarterback? Because you're in a division with Mahomes. You're in a division with Herbert and maybe Harbaugh. You got to get the quarterback. I mean, I don't know that Kirk Cousins does it. It's an upgrade. But now it's about finding a quarterback. That's not an easy division to win in. Yeah. And, and give Telesco credit. I know that the head coaching hires haven't gone his way. Staley, right. Anthony Lynn, Mike McCoy. But as far as drafts go, he got Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Bosa, Derwin James, eight pro bowlers that he brought in. So the drafting ability that he has is great. You wonder what they're able to do with it. Okay, we've got to hit our first break of the day, but we are just getting started. Stay with us. We are locked and loaded on today's edition of the Lombardi Line. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the new VSEN.com. We got a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, and a whole lot more. But that same great content, and like we talked about off the top of the show, with Adrian Griffin getting fired from the Milwaukee Bucks, our guy JVT has an article up today with his best bets and the Bucks in action today, their first game without the head man. How does he think they will fare? Again, VSEN.com. Make sure you head out there now. We've also got plenty of content for Championship Weekend, which is coming up. We are in the NFL's Final Four. I'm Stormy Bonantoni alongside Will Hill, who's in for Michael Lombardi today, and we will head out to Detroit to talk about the NFC side of things, where the Lions are fresh off a big divisional round win against the Bucks, first time since the 50s that they've won multiple games of the same postseason, and it's been such a fun ride, such a fun story. Dan Leach has had a front row seat to it all, radio host in the Motor City at WHMI and the award-winning DTM Squatch Picks Club, and I said this the other day, Dan, I think that the Pistons had to have their legs broken and crawling so that the Michigan Wolverines and Detroit Lions could run and sprint to the finish the way they have. What an amazing football year it's been for the state of Michigan. It's uh, by the way, DTM Squatch Picks Club. We got to give the award when excited. It's, it's 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 praise. It is stormy and it's great to see you two of my favorites, you and Will Hill. One of the most amazing times to be alive as a sports fan, and I know that not everyone's a Michigan Wolverine fan. We got silly Spartans and Buckeyes around the state, but you look you look at the squash there in Houston <laughs> in, in all of his glory. Doesn't get any better to see the Wolverines with their first outright natty since 1948. My dad was one longtime you know Michigan graduate and fan. To see the Lions who had won one playoff game, guys. One playoff game since 1957, 67 years. And I know because I was there in January 92 against the Cowboys, supposed to set up this great 10-year period of, uh, you know, Dallas and Detroit as the teams of the NFL. Did happen. Barry retired. Barry Sanders at 30 years old. And then they win two playoff games in a week. And they have their first year ever to host two playoff games in franchise history. Like I said, it is a great time to be alive. And it's almost pinch me moments every other second here in Detroit right now with the Lions. Because as you well know, and people that are watching around the world know, we have been the longest sad sack suffering franchise, maybe other than the Cubs in the history of sports. Dan, we'll get to this game here, but tell me about what happened at the end of the Bucks game. Campbell's not kneeling out the clock properly. They're, they're snapping it too quick. And then Bowles doesn't realize it, and he doesn't call the timeout. Did we get any clarity on what exactly happened that final couple minutes? Yeah, they did. They didn't really. I mean, listen, Dave Campbell didn't really want to talk about it because they won the game. And, and Bowles obviously was trying to cover for himself. There wasn't really any great clarity on that. But listen, these are divisional playoff games. It's the, the highest intensity you could get. And I feel like the Lions, the Lions had won that game, but they let the kind of Bucks get back into it. And Baker Mayfield comes down, has a nice touchdown drive and cuts to an eight point game. And obviously they go for two there. And, and it's one of those things where I, I, I as, a, as you know, someone watching this game from a media standpoint, but also 
Bucks was a Lions fan my whole life. I wasn't worried the Bucks were going to win the game, but you don't want to give them any chances. So it, it really was a very odd situation. Well, that's 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 one thing that the Lions have to clean up. As I've always said, Dan Campbell was always going to be one of the great motivators we've ever seen. And that's why the country's falling in love with him. I know Hard Knocks helped that as well. But could he be the great X's and O's guy? And listen, he Dan Gamble, he goes for it on all these fourth downs. You get you get you love that because it's going to reward you when you play to win and not not to lose. But you've got to clean some of that late game stuff up, especially when you get to an NFC title game. And dare I say it, for all Lions fans everywhere, a possible Super Bowl. Yeah. Those those words are so foreign to us, guys. Yeah, just one game and one team separates you guys from that opportunity and it happens to minutes. be the Super Bowl favorite in the San Francisco 49ers, which, by the way, before we get to that real quickly, just because you said what you did about, about Dan Campbell, what great evidentiary support that is for keeping a guy and giving him an opportunity to grow and develop the culture that he wants to for a team. Cause those first two years, they had the worst record in all of the NFL and look yep. what they've been able to put together now when he could have been on the chopping block, they give him the opportunity and now they're one game away from a potential Super Bowl appearance where they go from now, the divisional round where they were a six and a half point favorite to now getting a touchdown in a big underdog role for the first time, really this season that they've been an underdog of this measure. How do you think they stack up with San Francisco? Yeah, the story, Dan Campbell and that injury press conference where everyone obviously went viral because of biting kneecaps and we're going to, you know, mash you and all that stuff. All the things he said a few years back. And remember, he was hired first before the general manager, Brad Sherlock Holmes, which is a rare situation in the NFL. It's all come true. And obviously the main goal is the Super Bowl. That hasn't come true yet. But all the other stuff that he said has come true. And, and listen, Dan Campbell is 40 and 25 in his career against the spread. That's the best for any coach in the NFL since the 1970 merger that has at least three years, you know, coaching experience. Part of that was his 12 games as interim coach of the Dolphins. He has the best record in three years ever for a coach that just has three years that he, that he has with the Lions. I think it's 37 and, and uh, 18 or something like that. But it's one of those things where you look at this team that has played such a great underdog role. Obviously, they got killed by Baltimore earlier this year. But aside from that, they have not been a big underdog. They've been one the best cover teams in the NFL. They're, they've been great on the road, except for that game in, in Baltimore, and obviously incredible at home at Ford Field. And you look at this game, and you're getting a touchdown, and maybe you buy it up. I like buying it up to you know seven and a half through that key number. This is going to be a one-score game to be stormy. I really, I think the Lions, the way they played all year long, the offensive line is held up. Obviously, you look at guys like Brian Branch, who at one point was uh, you know a guy that could have won Defensive Player of the Year, or at least was in the mix. You have all these people that are contributing. Aiden Hutchinson, a heart and sole guy on defense. Uh, you know, the secondary was C.J. Garner-Johnson coming back off the injury, playing this his third game since September in the NFC title game. This team is balanced. This team is built to play on the road, and it's built to, to beat a team in San Fran, who I've said, aside from Baltimore, the last, I would say, five, six weeks, was the best team all season long in the NFL. You're going to their place. They've got Christian McCaffrey. I know Brock Purdy didn't have a great game last week, but will he, will he have two bad ones in a row? You've got a Niners team that can get you from all angles as balanced as any team in the NFL. NFL. The Lions are close, but they're not as good, in my opinion, as San Fran. It's going to be tough for them to win this game. But as far as cover, just look at those against the spread numbers. Campbell's one of the best in the history of the NFL in a three-year period covering games. Uh, I remember the game last year, week 18 in Green Bay. The Lions had been eliminated, and they went into Green Bay, and they played fast and loose. I think they faked the punt. They ran a hook and ladder to seal the game. I would expect Campbell to go in here and be just as aggressive. Go for it on fourth down, fake a kick. Uh, trick plays, onsides, everything's on the table. Do you anticipate uh, Campbell going in here and treating this game like it's house money and just being fast and loose? 
Yeah, well, listen, I'm all about having house money, but you, when you have that house money, you got to spend it. You can't just say, oh, we're here. You know, our season's a success. Well, you got to go in there and think you're about, you know, you're winning this game. But I, this is, you know, to your question, I can't stress this enough. Dan Campbell's gambling at times, especially in that Dallas game, and I'm not going to, you know, ad nauseum argue about how the Lions got job. They did. But either way, when you look at going for it for two on third, I'd say the second and third time, that was crazy. But you got to take both sides. It's a double-edged sword where being that aggressive style has helped so much be what the Lions identity is and show that they're a kind of team that will risk things, that will go for the win, that won't play safe, that won't play not to lose, that will play to win. And and that will be rewarded as it continues to be rewarded throughout this year. So I think he is going to come in fast and free. I I don't want to say they have nothing to lose because they've got the chance to go to the Super Bowl. So that's a lot to lose, guys. But he's going to go in there and do whatever it takes to maybe do, you know, whether it's a trick play or something unconventional to catch the Niners off guard. Because obviously we know Kyle Shanahan's a master of, of game planning and adjustments at halftime as well. I think it's going to be a fast and free and loose Lions team, which we've seen much of the year, but having Dan Campbell and that aggressive never say die, go for it attitude, I think is the way you want to go into a game on the road against the NFC's best of the Niners. Dan, I know you have had a lot of success this year when it comes to betting sides, but props as well. Are there any prop betting opportunities that stand out to you in the NFC championship? Sam Laporta, anytime touchdown, plus 180. This guy is an absolute revelation. He's a hero of mine, one of the best rookie tight ends in the history of the NFL, along with Jameer Gibbs. They set a bunch of records as well as far as rookies go. I love a Sam Laporta, anytime touchdown. Niners aren't the greatest against opposing tight ends, so I like that, plus 180. I think Christian McCaffrey scoring two touchdowns, plus around 170. I think McCaffrey's going to be a big factor in this game. 63 and sunny, not any crazy weather and rain like last week against Green Bay. I think McCaffrey gets a couple against the Lions, but Laporte is my guy. Dan, I'd love to pick the Lions here. I'd love to root for them, but 7.7 yards per play allowed to the Rams, almost seven yards per play allowed to Tampa. Now you're going outdoors, away from the dome, away from the crowd noise against a better offense. How do they cover up this flawed defense? Uh, it's going to be tough, guys. Listen, here's here's the way I see it. I mean, I'm going to go back to 1957, and you look at this Lions team. Their last playoff road win was at San Francisco to get to the, the, the NFL title game in 57. They lost that 31-27. I feel like I don't. I never wanted to be more wrong in my life. I think the Niners are going to be able to win this game, 31 to 27. That same score, kind of a reverse Udo, if you will. You guys were talking about <laughs> earlier. I think it's going to be too many big plays by the Niners. The Lions will be in this till the end. I love them plus the seven, seven and a half but to me San Fran wins this game the Lions are close they'll be back hopefully many different times but I'm going to go with that obviously last time they won on the road in the playoffs was at San Fran same score but San Fran gets it done by the bay on Sunday Dan, we've I only, hope I'm wrong wait I hope you're right we've only got about 20 seconds left here <laughs> but um what happens with Jim Harbaugh I've been saying for the last month and a half story when everyone asked me on, on whatever interview I'm on that he's staying in Ann Arbor, but boy, it looks like he's pretty close to the Chargers. He won the national championship. He's able to do whatever he wants, but I'm not believing this is a done deal just yet, my friends. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Oh, thank you so much for your time. You are awesome as always. Everybody, make sure you check out Dan Leach on WHMI and the award-winning DTM SquatchPicks.club website. There you go. There you go. Need more <laughs> energy next DTM time, on Twitter. It's the best. Yeah, Dan never brings energy. It's so weird. Come on. (laughs) We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up with a VSIN Pro annual subscription. You'll get your first year for just $199. All you got to do is use the promo code Lombardi. Get access to everything on our brand new VSIN.com website, plus daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and props. Remember to use the promo code Lombardi. That'll get you that first year of VSIN Pro access for $199. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi doing the, some more of the rounds for football done right today. So we're fortunate to have VSIN's own Will Hill filling in for him here on the Lombardi line. And let's continue that Lions 49ers conversation we were having with Dan Leach moments ago. San Francisco up to a seven point favorite, total 51, where we sit right now. How do you think that things play out? I want to pick against San Francisco, um, even though like I have San Francisco futures. That was a sweat the other night against Green Bay. I have NFC to win the Super Bowl, which I need San Francisco in the game. Like I love to pick against them because I hated what I saw the other night from the offensive line. The defense, I think, is the most overrated unit in the league. I always hear about this great you know, pass rush, this great front four. They stink on defense. Anyone can move the ball against them. So Arizona move the ball up and down the field against them. Purdy, who I defend like he's a relative. I'm a huge fan. I think the way he's treated, the way he's talked about is completely unfair fair he was awful the other night and what Shanahan did before the half if a high school coach did that I would be embarrassed to take the clock from 114 down to 30 seconds basically just run out this clock and settle for a 50 yard field goal in the rain it was ridiculous I want to pick against San Francisco I just I can't get there with this Detroit defense there there's too many holes like I mentioned the 7.7 yards per play against the Rams 6.7 yards per play against the Bucks those are, are not as good teams as the 49ers and that's at home in Detroit with the crowd noise I just think San Francisco is going to get in their 30s if I had to you know, make one bet for this game. It would be San Francisco team total over 20 and a half. I just think San Francisco is going to get their 31, 34 plus points. I don't want to lay it because I, I worry about a back door. And again, I'm not high on the San Francisco team. I just, I can't see a, t- a defense as bad as Detroit actually going to the Super Bowl. I know yeah. it's a great story. They've been good as a dog. I don't know. How, how confident are you? Where, where are you at with this game? Like if you had to take it or lay it right now, what would you do? I would lay it uh, truly. And I know yeah, Dan Lee said he thinks it's a close game, but for me, I view so much of what we saw last week against the Packers as kind of that wake up call moment. I think the Packers were a really tough opponent. I did not want to p- play them in that round. And so now against this Lions defense, as you just referenced, which is pretty vulnerable, I think that the 49ers have the tools to do things that the Bucks and Rams specifically against Detroit couldn't do, which is punch it in consistently once they get to the red zone. I think like we saw how Detroit's defense was able to stand up against the Rams within the 20 and they got their yards. The Bucks got their yards, but the point production didn't match that. And I think with San Francisco, they'll be able to put it together. Also, I appreciate you giving Brock Purdy a little bit of props, some love, because there are so many haters out there for yeah. this kid who is just, again, in his second season in the NFL and is in his second NFC championship game. And you know who else is on his side? George Kittle. Take a listen to what he had to say on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I don't know. Are people tired of a good underdog story? Like, do people not want to see a, a normal person it? succeed? Like, I'm sorry that he's not like six foot four, 240 pounds, can throw it 80 yards and, you know, has all these rushing highlights. Like, 
he he plays our system perfectly. You see him, he takes the perfect footwork. He has great arm. He has great eyesight. He doesn't just throw checkdowns the entire way up and down the field. He tries to force the ball downfield to try to get the ball into the hands of Debo Ayuk and me. Hey, and if that's not open, Chris McCaffrey is underneath for a 10-yard gain. He does all the things that you ask you want of a quarterback, and you know people just don't want to see that for some reason right now. And hey, it is what it is. And I think uh, I know Brock, and I think Brock's just going to keep playing the quarterback position at a super high level and I don't think he listens to the noise so people will just keep talking and it is what it is and and for all of the issues that he had and that we were critiquing rightfully so for his performance against the Packers what did he do for that final drive but be completely poised do everything it needed to drive them down the field and get the go-ahead score like Brock Purdy was exceptional this season overall he was an MVP odds-on favorite for a handful of weeks for a reason he led the league in Q in, like the number of categories he led the league in is absurd for a guy in his second year in the NFL but nobody wants to give him the props that I think that he deserves yeah he's a good player except for pat mcafee by the way because he did a whole rant yesterday about brock purdy yeah we're in this you know uh sort of i don't know society culture where it's like oh he's got to either be the best or the worst he can't just be like pretty good he's a pretty good player yeah Um, he was not good the other night again like uh, the most amazing stat of the weekend was that he had no interceptions because he easily could have had three or four savage dropped one i mean there was if he were a pitcher he'd have three or four walks and a couple wild pitches he was not good the glove was coming on and off and back on like he was he just he he didn't look comfortable. Like you said, he got him in the end zone when it counted. Um, I don't, I don't know that we've mentioned Debo Samuel here. That's a huge part of this game. He's about as valuable as any non quarterback in the league. He's right there with McCaffrey just cause he's so versatile catching the ball, running the ball. Problem is I don't know what we're going to know. We're not going to really know anything until the game starts because if they tell us he's playing okay, but that doesn't mean he's healthy. That doesn't mean he's not just a decoy. He could get banged up again in the middle of the game. Like we're not going to really know that. And if he doesn't play, they're not going to tell us until an hour and a half before the kickoff when they actives come out so they're going to play this close to the vest i don't know that we're going to get a lot of clarity on debo going into this game and that's a huge part of the game i mean i know i know pro better steve fezzik who, who comes on this network uh he's very conservative with how he gives points to players he's like even the best players you know that's a non-quarterback is worth a half a point a point he says De- debo samuels worth two points of the spread and i can't disagree he's just so good so dynamic so without knowing that part of the equation like they still have weapons they still have Ayuk and kittle and it's not a good lines defense but if they don't have a fully healthy Samuel, uh, I, I don't know, um, you know, how, how that factors into your thinking. And uh, again, this is a situation where, all right, if he's, it's not just a, he's playing or B he's not playing. Sometimes there's a gray area where he's playing, but he's not quite a hundred percent. So I don't know how you factor that in. I am hopeful that we get a little bit more information on him either today or tomorrow with them back practicing. He, uh, when they got the x-rays back, there wasn't a hairline fracture like he had earlier this season, which is good news. So the structural damage wasn't that bad, but the pain has been significant for him according to what we've heard to this point. And the offense by the numbers is like 25% more efficient when Debo Samuel is out there on the field. You look at the wins and losses with him in the lineup under Shanahan, including the playoffs, 53 and 23. So it's 30 games over 500 with, uh, with him, eight and nine, including um, this year without him. And we know that wonky midseason stretch that they had without him on the field. He was very, very missed. But I also think because of that stretch that they had earlier this season when he was dealing with the injury, they can put a plan in place and know how to operate better without him. So even if we're not getting the information necessarily about whether or not he's going to be available or how compromised he's going to be, I think they'll know behind the scenes and they'll be able to put a plan together accordingly. Yeah. And as great as he is, uh, and I just, you know, said how good, good I think he is. He is 
always hurt. I mean, the first play that was early in the game. I don't know if it was the first play of the game. He gets banged up and looking at his head. Oh, his head's okay. Then they're looking at his shoulder. And even McCaffrey, one drive into the game, he's got the little machine to rub his side. Like these guys are always hurt. They're so good, but they're they're so brittle. Kittle's been a guy who struggled with injuries. So uh, that that's a, a tenuous situation always with their skill guys. So while we don't know about Debo in the Ravens Chiefs games, we do at least know it looks like Mark Andrews, barring any type of a setback, will be back in the fold. Last week, he was getting a couple full practices in, thought that he might be able to go, ultimately didn't. It didn't matter because the Ravens pulled away the way they did against Houston in the second half. How do you think that the Ravens match up with this Kansas City Chiefs team that has been playing well and seems to figure out some things offensively of late? Yeah, I think we'll see lots of running from both quarterbacks. The, these running quarterbacks tend to run even more in the playoffs. So I, I think, you know, both rushing, uh, both props for, for the quarterbacks to go over the rushing total uh, make some sense. I can't lay points against Mahomes. I, I, I know Baltimore is a better team and you look at the numbers, they're a significantly better team and maybe they'll end up winning and winning comfortably. I just, Mahomes is at that level where it, it's almost like we've seen this with LeBron and some of his teams, whether it's with the Cavs or the Lakers when they're playing. Uh, he, he just, you throw out the regular season numbers because he he goes to another level uh, in the playoffs. We, we hear some of the film guys talk about Andy Reid saves the good plays for the playoffs. Now you could counter that and say, hey, they beat, they played a, a Bills team that was missing half their guys. They played a Dolphins defense that was missing half their guys. I don't know which is true. I, I know that Mahomes he has played incredible here. If he can just get guys to catch the ball and hang on to the ball, uh, Kelsey looked rejuvenated last week. They're tough to beat. I'm just I'm in, I'm in the camp where like if I go down with Mahomes plus points, I go down with Mahomes plus points. I'm not laying points against this guy. And they have had success against the Baltimore Ravens in recent history. Yep. Saw that graphic on your screen, three and one straight up, two and two against the number. Over is also three and one um, in that stance. But but I think you're dead on when it comes to Kansas City. That's what makes this handicap so hard to me is that like every time that we try to doubt the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and we say XYZ isn't working, this is the year things start to take a step back and somebody else is going to take the reins in the AFC they prove us wrong. Like I, I think about that even last week when everybody was saying, Hey, Patrick Mahomes is on the road. He's an underdog on the road. This is the Buffalo bills time. Uh, is it because they found a way to do it again? Six here in the league, six AFC title games. He's won three of them. The two he lost were in overtime. He's a player, player two away from being in yeah. five, six Super Bowls here. It's just, it's unprecedented. It, it, it's really incredible. That said, I do I do think that the Ravens are the most dangerous. Like if there's a team that's going to knock them off, I think it's Baltimore at this point. I still don't know how. There are some people that feel very, very firmly about laying that three and a half with Baltimore. And I just, I don't know if I'm there yet. Well, we'll continue to talk this through though. So I've got plenty of time to dive into these matchups here on the Lombardi line. But when we come back, let's look a little bit more prop specific, right number or wrong number for some of the odds that we have out there. We'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs that much more electrifying. New customers bet five bucks on any game to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that code VSIN, B S I N. The crown is yours. Stormy Bonantoni and Will Hill in for Michael today as we welcome you back to the Lombardi Line, and it is time for a segment we're calling "You've Got the Wrong Number." So we're gonna look at a few props, see if these numbers are right on or if they're way off but before we get into them well how do you handle wrong numbers do you answer is it a telemarketer do you hang up on them do you have a conversation what do we do so like you're saying i get a phone call from a number i don't recognize Correct. how do i handle it i usually just ignore it but then i'm like maybe it's i gives me anxiety either way though so what if it's important what if it's i don't know somebody that i should be answering i, I don't i don't feel like I, I handle it the right way but i usually just ignore it and wait for vo- i think ignore it wait for a voicemail if it's important they leave a voicemail then you go from there that's and you the can key. always google who's calling you things like that but i'd say 85 90 of the time it's just it's it's nonsense i think that is 100 the key is if it's important if it's somebody who actually needs you for something, they'll leave you a voicemail or they'll text right. you to, to call them back later. So that's how I approach it as well. I totally just ignore it altogether, send it to voicemail. But I know people that will answer the phone, have like full on conversations with strangers. They don't care if it's a wrong number. They just made a new friend. Or if it's a telemarketer, they tell them off. And that is the energy that I have just never had. I, do, I can't do it. Too much negativity. There's a funny story about uh, the uh, the late great Mike Leach, where one of his assistant coach walks in and he was on, having a phone call. He's on a phone call, and a half hour later, he's still on the phone. Then he hangs up, and then the guy asks him, "Who is that?" He goes, "I don't know. It was a wrong number." <laughs> Very Mike Leach. Very, very Mike Leach. Love that. Okay, let's get into some of these numbers, though, because before the break, when we were talking about the Chiefs-Ravens game, you mentioned that, hey, we could see potentially these guys going over their rushing props from the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson's number is set at 65 and a half, and he has gone over this number in three of his last five games, but also those three also matched the last 10 games as well. So is you think this is the right number or wrong number? 65 and a half is where it's set. I'll go over. I, I think this should be a little higher. So I guess I'll say wrong number. I, I'll I'll go over here. I just think 
these quarterbacks, they save themselves a little bit in the regular season. They don't run as much. Then we, in the playoffs, hey, third down, everything's on the line. This is winner go home. They just tend to run a little more. There's more design runs. And there was a time last week against the Texans like, hey, Baltimore, why are you overthinking this? Just let Baltimore run. Oh, just let Lamar run. Nobody can stop him. So I think we'll see plenty of Lamar running here. Uh, I could see him getting into the 70s or 80s. I don't know that he'll get 100 like last week, but uh, I would only look towards the over here. 100 yards on 11 carries last week, including two touchdowns. So we'll see what kind of production that he can do. But okay, I like it. Let's keep it in that game. And still, when it comes to rushing yards, Isaiah Pacheco, his number also set at 65 and a half. He's gone past this number four of his last five games. And by a good bit, he had the one dud in Vegas, but otherwise 97 yards against Buffalo, 89 versus Miami, 130 against Cincinnati, 110 at Green Bay. What are our thoughts here? Right number or wrong number? 65 and a half for Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not going to say it's the wrong number, but I will go under. Uh, I will just say he's gone over this uh, total. Your inclination would be to go over. I, I never play over on somebody who's on the injury report. Even though he's going to play, he's on the injury uh, report with a toe injury. Uh, so, look, if you just blindly bet players that are on the injury report and you bet the, you bet them to the under, you do pretty well. So I'll go under just because I don't know that he's 100%. So 100% or not, what do we think about an anytime touchdown? It's plus 125, but he's scored in six straight games. It's okay. I need a little more though. I need a you little think? more. Okay. That injury yeah, report has you scared. Has you scared? That and I just feel like you're always just not getting the best number. Anytime you see these anytime, I don't like playing the anytime. Like McCaffrey's always like minus a bajillion to score and plus one twenty five. Like uh, again, no problem. I don't know. Are you gonna play it? Uh, I might do that. I might do the anytime touchdown. He's had 15 plus touches the last eight games. He's consistently getting the ball in the red zone. I, mm, I, I, I wish that it was more, but yeah, I'll probably play that. And Christian McCaffrey minus a bajillion. It's only minus three thirty. Will come on. But with that, let's go to CMC. Um, his rushing yards prop set at 87 and a half. Despite, excuse me. Oh my goodness. Despite this lion's run defense being top five in the NFL in terms of yards allowed per game on the ground, but he's gone over this number four of the last five. So which feels more in sync to you? I'll go under just because I think we'll get a lot of him receiving. Uh, again, you could end up as a situation where he's got like 175 combined yards, but who knows if he, does he break the big one rushing? Does he break the big one through the passing game? So I don't know that I want to play any 49ers under against this horrible Lions defense, but it would be a slight lean to the under. He's going to be, you'd think with the, with the point spread that he's going to be with a lead running the ball, getting a lot of attempts. So slight lean to the under. I also kind of like, I know that it's hard to rely on a single player to score multiple touchdowns, but Dan Leach's approach of him to have two plus touchdowns, it's plus 130, which still obviously not an awesome price for something that's tough to have happen. But he's had multiple touchdowns um, in, I think, two of the last three or two of the last four games, obviously coming off the performance that he had against Green yeah. Bay. Anything is possible. How about George the Kittle? The it, it, through the air is how you get Detroit. Like even Baker Mayfield was airing it out. Uh, Stafford was covering him up. I mean, they're okay. They're, they're decent against the run. It's through the air where they're, they're not very good. Well, and what do we got on Kittle here? Yeah, and that's where I was going to go. George Kittle, his number is set at 59 and a half, and he's had 60 plus 10 of the last 15 games this season. Since that week, what is it? Since Halloween weekend, he's averaged 80.7 yards per game. Right number or wrong number at the 80 and a, at the 59 and a half? Uh, I'll go wrong number. I'll go over. I just think that uh, Otten was open all day. The Tampa Bay tight end last week. Uh, I just don't like anything about this Detroit pass defense. 
Uh, you're you're going to have to pick your poison. You can't cover everybody. You can't double everybody. Uh, Kittle had a big game last week. He was the first touchdown score. He cashed some, some longer prices at that one. So I'm, I'm curious what that price is this week. I think Kittle has a big day. I'd go over here. When uh, does it get impacted at all if Debo Samuel is in the lineup for, for George Kittle's number? I mean, you could make the case either way. You could say, oh, if if Debo's not in there, then they're going to have to look to Kittle more. So I like the over more. But if you say Debo isn't there, that's a, just another guy to draw attention. So I think either either way, he has a big day. I just feel like those passes over the middle are going to be a plenty to George Kittle in this game against that Lions pass defense. We shall see. Uh, let's go to the Lions side of things, though, because Amon Ross St. Brown has been a beast this season. His number set at 82 and a half yards. The sun god. Is that a right number or wrong number? I will go wrong number. I'll go over. I just think that am I, I'm supposed to give an over, right? Like, I don't know uh, if it's right number. We have nothing to talk about, right? So they all have to be wrong. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. to talk about. I'm new to this game. I'll go over just because of the game script. I think Detroit's going to be behind in the game. They're going to be thrown. And again, you can move the ball in this 49ers defense. This myth that the Niners are this elite shutdown defense yeah. is not true. Green Bay had guys all, all, you know, wide open all over the field. They moved the ball up and down the field, really should have put the game away and won the game. Uh, we saw Aaron. Arizona, which is a game I watched a lot of. I, I forget. I think it's I had a few guys on the 49ers for fantasy football and I had some live bets. It was like end of the season. Arizona moved the ball up and down the field. And this is the Arizona Cardinals. Like San Francisco is an OK defense. They are not a good defense. So I think Brown will get his yards here. Yeah, which is super frustrating, too, because that's a unit that has been known to be stout and dominant yeah. over the years. And that's just not the version of the 49ers defense that we have right now. And yeah, that that secondary is vulnerable. I think Amon Ross St. Brown can take advantage, and I think Jared Goff is going to have a day. So, what do you yes. think who's about the kid? Who's the kid that kept committing the pass interference? Who basically tackled Emory the guy Thomas? Oh, who's who's he guarded? I want his over. Yeah, it's yeah, just just target. That's what Mike Pritchard has said when he filled in on on Lombardi line last week. He said Highway 20 will be open, and boy was it this past week. I was screaming, and, and like I want the kid to have success. Okay, I feel bad that like every day I come on on the program yeah. and I'm just talking trash about Amory Thomas, but. He deserves it. Like oh, you can't have that, dude. You just can't. And so with and that's that one position, you can't hide too. like if you're a ba- if you're bad in pass defense, like they just throw at you every time. It's just it, it, you're helpless. And yeah, I think I think Pritch could probably come out of retirement, and get 80 yards <laughs> against that guy. That does not make me feel good. Well, thanks for nothing. But with that, like I was saying, Jared Goff, his uh, passing yards prop said at 261 and a half. He's gone over four of the last five games when it comes to that specific number. I feel like he'll get his. I think that's an over. I would agree with you. I just, uh, yeah. again, they're they're an underdog. You feel they'll be, they'll be behind. I don't love the San Francisco defense. Do, does Campbell come in and say, hey, I can't go toe-to-toe with him. I got to keep my defense off the field. I got to run the ball a little bit more and, and bleed the play mm-hmm. clock down to zero, which he wasn't great at last week, running out the clock against Tampa. Uh, I'm curious what Campbell's mindset is here, or, hey, I'm going to come in fast and loose and just throw it, or I just have to, I'm going to shorten the game. That is yeah. that is one thing to think about in this no, spot. That, that's a really good point. Use Gibbs and Montgomery um, to your advantage when you can. Let me hit you with one more real quickly, sticking with the pass game. Brock Purdy, his prop is set at 274.5. We talk about the Lions pass defense having issues. Does he get over that number, although he hasn't, only once in the last five games? Yeah, I think we get a bounce back from Purdy. I think he plays well. I think we'll have guys open. I think Purdy has a big game on Sunday. I love it. Yeah, uh, Michael said yesterday, he said, if the weather is good, like we presume it's going to be, he's going to go over. He likes the Purdy passing yards over, the attempts, the completions. 
does need some protection, though. Uh, so ideally, that offensive line will stand up a little taller than they did against Green Bay. We're going to step aside, resetting for hour two on the Lombardi line when we come back. Plenty more to discuss with Conference Championship Weekend and the latest news in the National Football League. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.